Hello and welcome to the Stain Cast. Yes, we are a day late. Yes, we are sorry, but we move on. We got Mr. Hag, Mr. E, of course, the, um, the other co host, DL. On? What's going on, everyone? Welcome. Again, we apologize. Um, we'll go into in a, in a minute uh, a little more, but um, you it's, know, all, it's all Hag's fault. It, fuck you. It's your fault. <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. God. I'm sorry about that. It's all right. We're suits. Yeah, so it, it, it is happens. what it is. But we're here for Sinister, and we have um, we have a guest with us this week. I know this is one of his favorite horror movies, one of mine as well. We're covering Sinister. Uh, Mr. Smoke. Well, what's going on, guys? Good to be back. It's been a minute. Yeah. That it has. You haven't been on since what? Uh, uh, Falcon the Winter Really? Oh, yeah. I forgot I was yeah. on that joint, too. Holy smokes. Jesus. I didn't realize it's been Yeah, it's been a fucking long. minute since he's been on I mean, I, I had to pop out for Sinister, for sure. No doubt. I mean, yeah, for multiple reasons that we'll get into as the time goes on. Ethan Hawke. Um, yeah. But, DL, if you want to take us away with the uh, some updates. Yeah, so, obviously, if you guys can tell... Um, the Monday really is kind of like sometimes it works out. It really depends on my schedule for the week because it kind of is a little volatile. And most of the time, I feel like the weekends, I'm just doing stuff all day and I'm just it's busy so a lot. Fun. Yeah, exactly. So like, we, we, we're going to test out a new release date for it. We're going to try Wednesday just because it's like the middle of the week. I know I, lo- I I like the idea of having something released on a Monday because it makes the beginning of the week actually like happy. Something and exciting. Exactly. Compared to just, you know, it's a fucking Monday and we're starting the cycle of the seven day week all over again being stuck in that paradox but it's okay we're gonna do the teaser saturday to get you guys all hyped up uh i'll be so like i said it'll be saturday where we'll be doing the teaser where we just like tease what we're gonna be doing for the next week we'll also be doing the question of the week on saturday so if you guys have you guys have been too busy during the week to fill it out when we normally post it on the uh the wednesday you got no fucking excuse all right sir so yes, sir. basically, it's basically to sum up Saturday, we'll be doing the teaser question of the week on our Instagram at MCU Staincast. Nope, it's just at the Staincast. Sorry. Old habits. And then uh, Wednesday, we're going to be posting the actual video. So starting with this week, um, I, I guess we can post it on Wednesday this week. I mean, I'm going to have it done by tonight. Today's for us is going to be Monday. But when you guys are going to be hearing this, it'll probably be either Tuesday or Wednesday. But just know in the future, it's going to be a Wednesday release with a Saturday Yes, Teaser. so that'll be starting with the other guys next week's episode. Yep. But um, before we do get into the movie, we do have two new contents that dropped, being Thor, Love and Thunder, and <laughs> the boys finale. Uh, which one do we want to hop in the boys finale first? Because I feel like we have more to say about them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess, I, I guess we can get the... I was gonna say Thor just so we can get the negative out of the way, but it's okay. We will we, we can do the boys. I do. I, I have a I have a couple of great things to say about that show. First and foremost, if you haven't watched that show, skip forward because we are going to be chatting spoilers. The finale came out. No more excuses. Just skip forward by like a by like two three minutes. I'll try yeah, to leave a timestamp if I remember, but don't judge me if I didn't. Yeah. But without any further ado. The Boys, Season 3, Episode 8, also known as The Finale. That shit's tough. Yeah. That shit's tough. Um, I mean, I still think that Herogasm was the best episode this season. Um, yeah. But this uh, finale 
This finale didn't do too much big, but it definitely left it in a good spot for the next season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like this season they weren't going for, like, a big cliffhanger at the finale like they did the previous season. Like, I mean, like, I feel like we're still in the same – we're in the same mindset as we were from the previous season where it's like, wow, like, like we kind of know the direction it's going, but we don't know how the hell we're going to get there. Yeah. Like, I feel like at the, the end of season two was definitely a lot more of a cliffhanger, I'd say, because it's more like, wow, what the fuck? It's more of, like, a jaw-hanging kind of finale. Where this one's kind of just like, all right, this entire season has been out of control. Like, like I, I feel like there's a lot of episodes that kind of – they kind of felt finale-esque just in terms of, like, how ridiculous they've been and, like, where it's left us. So, I feel like this entire season has just kind of been all over the place. And I feel like it ending like that is fine with me. I saw a couple people complaining, saying, like, it was, like, the most underwhelming finale of all time. But, like, every episode previous to that was, like, so insane and just so out of pocket where it's, like, I feel like it met the bases it had to. But I can, say, I can definitely see where people found some issues with it where, like, Soldier Boy and Homelander, like, it was a pretty... It was a pretty low-scale fight, considering these guys are two of the strongest men to ever live, at least in this universe. Yeah, agreed. I mean, the I think the, the developments we got, and then, um, like when Soldier Boy was chatting to Homelander, he's literally pretty much just talking about himself right there. <laughs> that shit's like, so fucking tough. <laughs> All right, so fucking Tony Stark sniveling pussy. Fucking Tony Stark, <laughs> yeah, bro, Carl Urban. These fellows are tough, bro. Jensen, Ag- Jensen Ackles. No, he's he's tough as fuck, this soldier boy, too. Especially when he's chatting to him at the end. You're a fucking disappointment. I, yeah, I, I just love that the like this whole season is basically just that everyone on the boys has fucking daddy issues. I think that's yeah. a great theme. That's literally just everyone in this show just has a fucking problem with their daddy or something like the way that they're raising. Just the, like, the vicious cycle of it all. Where it's like literally soldier boy, like, 25 minutes before, whatever it was, literally saying how much he hated his father, how his father hated him, called him a disappointment, said all, said all those terrible things to him. And then he did <laughs> the same wished... thing to Homelander. And then exactly. he tossed like... it right back at Homelander. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's, it is they – do, they do a great job of kind of just, like, showing where – I don't know. Like it shows such, such – oh, my God, I can't speak. It shows such, like, a dark side to, like – and it's just, like, a negative view on this, like, overall, like, just, just people in general where like you have something, like – Marvel and DC, like, where we're, like, they'll have dark scenes, but, like, at the end, they, like, they try to, like, redeem those characters and kind of, like, bring those characters to the light. But, like, some of these characters are just so beyond redemption, it's, it's like, laughable. Yeah. It's, like, well, you're not redeeming you're Soldier fucking, Boy. Like, he's, been, he's been stuck in his ways for, like, 100 years. Like, this man's not going to fucking change all of a sudden for no reason. Not for fucking Billy Butcher. Mm-hmm. No, sure it's shit not for fucking Homelander's fucking, whatever he says, like, starved for fucking attention or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. He's just fucking chatting on that shit. <laughs> everything he's—I nope. mean, fucking this this episode, Loki made Soldier Boy my favorite character in the show because I feel like he was the only one who was fucking level-headed by the end of this bitch. Like fucking, Butcher should have let him kill Homelander, and then even when he was chatting about it though too, where he's like, he's standing right there, and now you blink, you're weaker than he is. <laughs> like Jesus no, Christ. No, like. The, the dynamic between all the characters was great, too. Even Huey got his, like, redemption, where he was... You see he's going to take the V again. He's like, wait a minute. I don't need this. Like, let me just help Starlight the way that I can, not the way that I think I should. He still ain't cut out for Starlight, but I am mad. No, no, he's not, but but still. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, but, I mean, there's been so many great things about this show. I feel like, from a narrative sake, I think the finale might be one of my favorites, just because of, like, all, like, the, like, a lot of, like, the... Like 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 a lot what of things they did. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, leading so a lot to. Of the, 
Exactly. Where I think in terms of just pure action and excitement, yeah, I'd probably give it to Hero Gasm. But I think there was just so many boxes checked off and just so many like there's just so many great that, scenes from this finale. There's like a ton of massive character moments, I feel like, in this episode. Yeah. Like fucking mm-hmm. like Homelander realizing that he can do whatever the fuck he wants to no fucking regard, and then Ryan seeing that shit too. Like that's fucked, man. That's fucked. Yeah. Maeve yeah, finally not having tough. powers again, getting to live the life that she wants to. Mm-hmm. All right, Mave, bro. Being I, I'm a miss alive. That Jesus, man. Yeah, but it, it this was definitely the best season. Like, it just it's kind of crazy. The boys just keep getting better and better and better. And I hope oh, that no, it doesn't totally. fall off. I, like, I'll, I'm glad of getting this show for years to come, as long as the quality doesn't dip. If the quality I just, dips, I, I feel like they could honestly dip. fucking. I feel like they could wrap this up in five seasons pretty clean. Like, if they fucking don't put much fluff and just kind of stick to what the comics were. I mean, they kind of changed up a fuck ton, but. I think they can wrap this up in like two seasons. No, I, I agree. And and that's probably what they're going to end up doing. I don't see this being more than five seasons, but I would be, like I said, I would be happy with more as long as the quality doesn't change. No, exactly. It's just, that's what's so fucking, it's so important when you're a TV show to know when the fucking end on the right time. I mean, look exactly. at the fucking Walking Dead, bro. Shows like that, like that shit was goaded back in the day. Now I don't even know what the fuck is going on anymore. I, I stopped watching it. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're as, soon, as, as, as soon as they get a taste for the fucking bread, and then he's kind of getting to the, they become complacent. Where it's like, all yeah. right, like we know, no matter like e- like even if the quality is no longer like that nine ten area, like let's make it in seven, and then all and then over time it just decays more and more. Where it's like, all right, we'll start off a new season. Let's let's, let's let's try to keep our same roots, and then over time it just inevitably like when you have as many seasons as something like The Walking Dead does, like inevitably you just stray far so far from like the the origin of the plot or whatever it's like like you have so many episodes from the first one like you just can't keep that vision it's just not possible like where Talk you have some marvel like, yeah exactly where it's like, you're just so you just far from the end marvel right now yeah, exactly like, you're just so far from where you started where like even if you have everyone who made that first episode of the first season or first movie of the first of like the first entry in the franchise like you just can't recreate you can't put the genie back in the bottle and like i'm no, sure no. like you can try like you can certainly try like like there are great attempts like, 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 even in The Walking Dead, I'm sure, like, every season has a couple of, de- like, pretty decent episodes, but I'm sure the majority is pretty mid, just because of, like, they've just draw- they've came so far, and they're like, all right, we're just attracting, like, like the weirdy has such a diehard fan base, we're like, they're, they're gonna put up with it, because they don't have a choice, because no one else is making Walking Dead. Like, there is yeah, no Walking like, Dead from another studio. It's, like, the problem is that, narratively, the longer you drag it on, the more ridiculous it gets, because, like, Mm-hmm. literally you start running out of content like in the walking dead right yeah. now it's like first the enemy was the zombies then it was the governor's people and then fucking and it got to the point where you had whispers and now it's like how much fucking more sick can people get like why are there not more normal people so that's like just from a narrative yeah. standpoint the longer shit drags on the more ludicrous it gets oh yeah I mean, cause, cause, I mean because you literally just like it, it's like you have to keep wanting up with yourself, or at least like equaling what you did it's like oh yeah if you have such a great finale to this arc it's like and now everyone's like, all right, who's the next who's the next big bad villain? It's like maybe right. there is no big bad. Maybe it's maybe it's a couple people. Maybe it's more than just one person. Maybe it's not even a person. Maybe it's like a um like a, like an identity or something. Whatever it is. Like maybe it's yeah. not as like cut and dry as like something like oh yeah, Thanos is a villain and like, like his motives are that. Whereas someone like Kang, where maybe his villain like his motives aren't as like in your face or like obvious. And people are like oh yeah, like this is, he isn't as like charismatic as Thanos, but like Thanos, like you know what I mean? Where it's like it's just not. Well, no, the problem is that you become your own standard. So it's like we've seen yeah. what people like Marvel can fucking cook up at their peak. And it's like, why aren't you doing that yeah. all the time? Type of joint. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But speaking of Marvel, I guess that that's a pretty 
good lead off into Love and Thunder. Now we're not going to talk spoilers again because I know DL and Smoke you're seeing this later and I'm seeing this again tomorrow. But mm-hmm. just first impressions, no spoilers. This movie's mid. That's true. <laughs> I said before everyone, all right, all right, all right, all right. Anyone who's yelling at your phone right now as you're listening to this, first and foremost, let it be known that we have our own individual reasons for not liking this movie. For me, personally, I mean, like, obviously, if it's not already obvious, films, movies, like, just art in general is very subjective. But I just think the trajectory this movie took was just not for me, personally. I can understand Mm -hmm. why some people like it. I can see, like, the, the angles of it but i'm not i'm not sold on it just because, for me it's the comedy it's not like the storytelling i think is a little rigid i think it's definitely a little all right you guys have seen our work before you know how this goes cut and then we'll come back to it later kind of thing and i'm not a fan of that but the comedy was just too fucking much for me like i like laughing don't get me wrong but i laughed at about 20 percent of the jokes in that movie and that wasn't me just being so I'm like, oh, yeah, like, oh, like this is actually funny, but I'm going to keep it straight. It's like, I'm in a theater with a bunch of people. And I heard people laughing at the jokes, and I was like, okay. Like, like, maybe I think the best way to say it is that a lot of the jokes for me were like a grin level. Where it's like, all right, yeah, that's clever. But it's definitely not no like hysterical laughing to what to the extent of some of the people in the theater were. No, it, it, it did have a few of those. Don't get me wrong. Like, it, it definitely mm-hmm. had its moments. Um, but overall, like when you're trying to have serious scenes and not a single scene is serious. Oh my God. That's yeah. like, he's like, like towards the tail end of this movie. There's, I'm not going to say the scene, but there was a pretty, like, it should have been a pretty touching scene and it wasn't at all. Like literally like I didn't even sh- like nothing happened. Like I was straight faced for it and like, I wanted to be upset and I wanted to feel for that character, but I just don't care. And like, that's yeah. just, that's, that's up to the filmmaker to make you care, yeah. like make you like like level with this person, especially on a fourth Thor movie, you wouldn't think this would be a problem. But and like I have I have plenty of other, um, plenty of other issues with it, um, that I think that it's just it's too much to get into, especially without spoilers. So wait until, yeah. wait until um, the stain cast for that whenever that happens. But it, I don't know there. This, like DL said, this wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. All I could do is cackle. I don't know. It's just fucking. It's so hard to fucking get into it without spoiling like OD shit. Yeah. It's just like my biggest problem is that fucking. Like, there's just such great source material for them to take from, and I feel like it was a very disappointing. Like, I'm not saying copy and paste it because Marvel's never gonna take a comic book and fucking put it on a big screen. They like to put their own touch on it, but like. I mean, just look at some more. That's what I'm saying. And, like, sometimes it works for the best, the creative liberties they take. But it's, like, I just feel like sometimes when you have, like, a fucking perfect story, like, just take a little more inspiration from it. Like, and it could, like... Mm-hmm. This movie also, it, in my opinion, should not have gone Taika Waititi with, when they're no. trying to use a character like Gore. It's just, like, this is these are legitimately serious storylines that have, like, very, like, it's just, it's too mature, I think, for what... Taika wants to make for a movie and that's I'm not yeah. slighting the man it's just he likes his movies colorful and child-friendly and that's just not gore that's say, like, anti-gore it, it was visually pleasing I, I will give it that yeah like like it, it still looked like a beautiful movie but it's it, no it's just like I just feel like I mean the problem is like all right so according to Wikipedia right 
Taika wasn't fucking the primary writer on Ragnarok. In this movie, he was. And I feel like he just fucking... That's the issue. Yeah, he just fucking... I think that he thought that his humor what was what made Ragnarok so fucking good. So he's like, let's do more of that. But and it's, it's like... Yeah. It's like you totally missed the mark if that's what you thought was fucking... I mean, obviously, yes, the humor was great, but I'm not fucking watching Ragnarok over and over again to fucking hear the same jokes. No, yeah. I'm watching Ragnarok for the story that was given because it was actually good. Yeah. But, again, without going into... Like, we don't want to go too much into spoilers of it. Um, so we won't touch on it too more. We actually put on our story... Uh, let me see... Yeah, we, we, we put on our story, like, what'd you guys think of uh, Thor? Love yeah, Thor, Love and Thunder. And we had, did someone else respond? No, it was just Lauren, right? Yeah, so we had Lauren. She fun. said, yeah, she was like, um, everyone's saying there was too many jokes. I thought it was fine. Um, I will disagree with that one. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, like, just, just because I think, like, I don't think the problem is the jokes. It's just the quantity of them and the quality. Like, it's just and both. The quality. Like, I, yeah, like. There's a couple jokes, like I said, where like it was genuinely funny. Like there was some parts where I was like, "All right, that's fucking hilarious." Like it's funny, like, it made me laugh. But there's some parts where it's like, "All right, you're just reaching too hard. Like you're just beating a dead horse. Like just doing the same shit over and over again." But whatever. She's like, "Um, I don't like how they're bringing in Zeus and more of his Greek mythology BS." I mean, I think that's just the that's just the direction that like like Thor is going. I think he's gonna like. I think we talked about it previously where there's like there's just like the the gods of the universe. I think we're just going to be like, it's just tapping into that where there's so fucking many of them where it's like, if there's Norse gods, there's got to be Greek gods. There's got to be. I mean, we like already Rome. know that we already know there's Egyptian gods. We already know yeah, like exactly. celestials with gods. Like, mm -hmm. like we have already seen plenty of different gods in the MCU at this point. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like I said, we, we can't go into it too deep without spoiling it. I, I think what hurt it the most and um, you, you, you talked about it in the second one, but you said, I think we saw a pretty solid film. I enjoyed the cinematography. I can agree with that. 100% mm -hmm. he makes good looking films he makes them very like I like but like smokes like it's just or whoever, whoever said it I think it it's a very good looking movie but it was too bright it was just like too like optimistic for a character like Gore who's literally the definition of like the, like he's just depraved of everything like he, he's got no he's got no nothing he's got nothing he loves left he's got no like he's got no hope like he literally is just like the most down bad individual imaginable and like it's just too upbeat but whatever um, definitely better than Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I don't agree I with that. I think Multiverse of Madness at least had a couple um, enjoyable scenes, but it definitely has higher replayability. And I think that that alone is enough to rank it above it. The goats have me dying every time. I think the first couple times it was funny. Those motherfuckers screaming, but just classic fucking Taika, the Taika Watiti, just there, there, dragging the shit one, out of it. There's one scene that that with the goats that I that that actually got me fucking hysterical laughing. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's a spoiler, so I'm not going to mention it. Yeah. But yeah, it was funny. But I'm I sure the two of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. I, I was I was almost going to say that, but then I remember that's kind of a fucking spoiler. So I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. And she finally said, I don't understand what I cut out for as a film, although I don't mind it being under two hours. It would have been nice to see more of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So to the first I don't point, think the Guardians was what was cut out. I'm pretty sure the Guardians is what we got is what was filmed yeah. for the Guardians. That wasn't mm -hmm. the issue. It yeah, was. I, I, I heard that rumor like, afterwards. Yeah, like I heard that I heard that rumor like a year ago that the like Thor: Love and Thunder, the Guardians were going to be in it for the first ten minutes, and that was true. So clearly, they filmed all that. I mean, those set photos came out forever ago. Yeah. So clearly, they, they they didn't plan on having them in it too much. And I think what you like, like you said, Hag, it was just like it was just basically just making it so Thor wasn't in Guardians three. Yeah, just because exactly. the Guardians are washed and empowered to be in that movie. Yeah, and uh, 
And I agree with you with the with the runtime. Uh, I actually did mind it being under two hours just because the the pacing was all over the fucking place. But well, we can table this conversation for another time. Um, when we actually go over the movie in depth, I think we can give a lot more insight into it if we're actually talking spoilers instead of just talking yeah. in like Circles. speaking vagueness. In, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Speaking of vagueness, it doesn't work for this movie because there's specific elements that I don't like. And me just saying the movie's bad, just it just looks it just looks negative and just looks like ridiculous. I don't know. It's just it just doesn't make any sense. So we'll t- we'll table this conversation. But when we get back to it, when we cover the movie, I'm sure we'll have a lot more to say about it. But it's going to be hating. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but that's pretty much it for good for um, for new content. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I guess it's time to hop right into Sinister, the first Fuck. true horror movie that we're covering on the Staincast of many. Because mm-hmm. horror is definitely one of mine and DL's favorite genres in 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 general. Yeah, I think it definitely has the biggest, has the highest highs and the lowest lows out of every genre. I think like like if you do it right, like this kind of movie, well, like it's just such a fucking chef's kiss to like everything about most things about this movie. But then you see a movie of similar context like sinister 2 or something where it's like they just forget Uh, i think horror movies without a purpose or without like some sort of like underlying themes are just so crap no like there's so much to unpack with this there's so much to unpack with this movie that's like so below the surface like the iceberg if you want to call it we're like you can see it and it's not super obscure either like it's pretty obvious some of the stuff that they're showing but they don't outright say it and they do a great job with that agreed because it's just like it's just kind of fucking hold on also before we start this guys if you guys are planning on watching sinister watch it at night do not watch it during the day it won't be it'll be half as good i watched that shit last night and i was fucking horrified (laughs) that shit's fucking terrifying It's fucking terrifying, bro. No, it, it's this, just this, a, this, like I will say the, the atmosphere. It's of just the way it's shot. It's just the way it's exactly. shot. Like like alone. Like literally. Like if you had, ha- like, like like there's so many other elements that like could be lackluster, and it wouldn't even matter because how well this movie is shot. And on top of that, like I know we've we've griped before where a lot of a lot of um studios think that oh jump scare equals scary. This movie does their jump scares so well. Yeah. But it's like, like I feel I'm, like they're set up so well because of like the environment of the movie itself. Like I feel like the entire time you're just kind of like on edge, like waiting for something to happen. No, I I feel Absolutely. like I feel like like half this movie is just building up suspense. Like where you have that oh, one exactly. scene where he's just walking through the house. It's like ten minutes of him literally just walking around corners and just getting like scared or like us just being like, oh my god, where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? And just not knowing. And also you see them behind him running through doorways so he can't see them. Like it's just it's like, so. The, the it, way it, it's been too, so it's long beautiful it's just like been so long scaring the shit out of you and mm-hmm. I, it's just such a great yeah. such a, just a, it does such a great job and actually like um fulfilling it too we're like we're like it's not just all all build up and then when it comes to actually like like um executing it, it falls short I, it, it does everything perfectly it's a very swift motion of like the the buildup of the suspense like kind of just like the holding being like oh my god where is it where is it where is it and then the actual hit like the actual um falling action of it i think mm-hmm. it does that very well i feel like uh, yeah. just like this the way the plot like unwinds though too it's like you never like yours in the dark is ellison ethan hawk is like you don't really know what the threat is until the very last scene of the movie like the entire mm-hmm. time you're kind of in the dark yep yeah like any of the supernatural exactly you don't see yeah. much of the supernatural where it's like all right like i like like like, like 
you're not as a viewer for the most part like all right like stop doing this you're messing with some supernatural thing because like it's a pretty bad yeah. movie where it's like why would you believe that like obviously you know something's exactly. wrong with somebody somebody's recording it like this obviously appeared in the attic like why like we're how to get there but like it's not so outside the realm of understanding where it's like all right maybe the killer just came back after the police were there and just put the tapes up there. like it's not so out, yeah. outlandish where it's like oh the tapes were like on fire or something like obviously like there's little things to hint at it being supernatural but it's not like to the point where it's like you the viewer the entire movie knows a lot more than what Ellenson knows like you said we, we don't yeah. know pretty much anything like it literally we're we're left in the dark and i think that that's what makes this movie so good and what and yes. what honestly makes most horror movies that are similar to this so good is when the when the audience is learning with the main character you're you're filled like at that edge of your seat type of feeling where it's like all right mm -hmm. what's what's going to happen next like is the is the character going to make it out is he going to figure it out or is he going to end up unfortunately like we see like what happens in the videos and like that lends itself to the suspense too because it's like after you know how it ends and like how like the rules for them actually being able to like kill them it's like you wouldn't it all be spooked when he's walking around a dark house because you're like oh he's actually safe as fuck right now it's like the yeah. way that they do it, it's like it's tough as fuck. Like because you don't know any more than Ellison does, so you don't know if you could die at any given time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I guess we'll we'll go into that more as we keep going. So first up, normal, you know, as usual, favorite and least favorite characters. Smoke, if you want to take this away. This is pretty easy. No, go to me next. Go. Why do you go first, guy? I don't know my fucking. I got to think about least favorite for sure. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I'll, I'll start then. Um, yeah. favorite character is gonna it's gonna go to Ellison. I mean he's literally the character we're following for the entire thing. Ethan yeah. Hawk well, do any of us not have Ellison as our favorite character? I just don't I think, think it's possible. Like the movie is about yeah, Ellison. Exactly. Like, like, like the fact that we like like it gets to the point in some scenes, but we're literally in his head where it's like he's talking out loud just so we can see what he's thinking because it's so much about him. Like he's writing stuff down. We're seeing the paper. Like it's almost like I I think they do a great job with it. How like you have the notepad where it's kind of like it's kind of like his like um his him spitballing ideas but he's not come out like being just like talking yeah. like out loud so like like it, it does a great job of like kind of like peering us into like what he's thinking at all times without being so like, without narrating yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah exactly yeah thank you yeah that's what i meant no i agree and like it feels authentic too like he doesn't like stumble upon anything in the most like crazy of ways like he kind of just yeah. figures it out piece by piece and he's just like so dedicated to finding his story his fucking next big hit <laughs> His and book. he just keeps digging. Exactly. He just keeps digging where probably other people are like, all right, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. And, and the one, like, one of the best acted scenes in this movie is when he's going back and forth with his wife um, about how he need like, he, pretty much he needs this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How they need it. He fucking makes yeah. that very clear that they fucking need that. Yeah, the whole thing talking about, oh yeah, talking about book deals, talking about like all the like, news things. Like, see, I like I don't care about any of that. She says, and I think it it does, it does a great job of just like, I mean, obviously, I, I think the biggest theme you can just catch off the surface is just fucking is just pride and just hubris in general. I think they do. Oh yeah, well that was literally his downfall. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's a pretty um obvious one on the surface, but I, even so, like, like there's, there's so there's so many stories about just like pride and hubris. But like this one just feels so original and it's telling of it. I don't know why. Maybe it's just Ethan Hawke that sells it. It probably is. That's why he's my favorite character. Besides the fact that you know it's about him. Like I mean, it, yeah, I like, think that if the, if the character was played by anybody but Ethan, it probably wouldn't have been as impactful. Mm -hmm. Like I just, just can't see him what so else. Well. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, like, he just does a great job of just being like, like you're gonna see like even when he talks, he's like he is just so 
Like he's he's hell bent on it. Like he's literally gonna let nothing stop him. This man, this man, see like goes into his attic, sees a bunch of tapes, sees a bunch of fucking people hanging from a tree. And instead of turning it off, instead of calling the police, he gets a fucking drink and watches more. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like that's fucking sickening. Like it was so ridiculous. He's like he sees the the people hanging from the tree, and it's me. He's like fuck, and then he goes to get go, goes to get himself some shit on the ice, some shit on the rocks. Like my god. No, exactly, man. bro. That's how you know that shit is fucking him up. He, he needs a little something <laughs> to get up. It's like holy and, shit. And he keeps doing it throughout the movie too, which is is the best part. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's though. killing bottles. Least favorite character is tough because, like I said, like it really isn't about like it's not anyone else's story. Like like no one's in it to the point where like they're not changing anything because they just have no say. Like that's the whole point. Like he's yeah. in control. Like, he he makes the decisions. It's like the kids so, like. So um, I'm gonna. I have a pretty definitive one for me, but this is also just because I'm not a big fan of of the actor in general. Um, James Ransone's Officer So and So. Oh my I god! I kind of like So and So. Yeah, yeah I'm not even mind. So I don't think he's I don't, so now. I don't think he's a bad character. That's why like least favorite character is kind of like whatever. Like it's 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 too cut and dry. Like I don't think he's a bad character at all. I'm just not a big fan of James Ransone in general. Okay, that's fair. He's good. He said he he's got a, I was like, he's got a very punchable face. <laughs> and, and like, and like, even seeing him in, in in It Chapter Two, when like It is one of my favorite horror movies as well. Like, uh, the first one at the at the very least. The second one is not as good, but um, I don't. He's just I'm not a big fan of of him as an actor in general. I feel like he plays a lot of the same schizophrenic, not schizophrenic, but like schizo esque character in every movie. Yeah, so what I'll say to that before I say my least favorite character is I was actually pretty surprised with this character. Like, I was expecting them to go the route of just, like, the brain detective, the starstruck yeah. brain detective, where, like, he didn't really think too much about it. But I think him kind of, like, them uh, spitballing off each other when, like, he finally brings him to his house. Like, all right, you want to see something? And then he shows it yeah. to him. And I think exactly. that's just such a great scene because, like, he's more than just, like, this, this, like, this, this plot device where it's like, all right, he's there to tell him at the end of the movie how the killer works. Like, he's actually, like, like – like, but that feels earned, though, too. Yeah, no, exactly. Where it's like, at first, like, on first glance, like, all right, this guy's just a starstruck, like, fool who's literally just going to, like, do whatever it takes to just, like, get his 15 minutes of fame. But, like, it's so much more than that. Because even, like, 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 he actually comes off as a genuinely intelligent person. Like, where it's more yeah. than just, like, him just be, like, stating the obvious kind of character. No, like I said, he's not a bad character. It's just... Hex has got beef. Yeah, I, yeah. I just don't like the actor. There's, there's no convincing got, him on liking this fucking character because he got beat yeah. with the actor. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's, it's a similar situation. To, it, it, it's a, um, I, you said something similar the other, uh, in another Stan Castiel. It's, like, it's a similar situation to that. It's like, I just don't like the actor, so mm-hmm. the character is kind of just whatever to me. Like he's a, it, again, it's a good character, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think he did a great job. Like, he, like for, In terms of just like a character that just basically just like progresses the main character like um ethan hawk it's, it's yeah. a pretty creative way of, of having that kind of character more so than just being like all right every 15 minutes in the movie he stops by delivers a new a new clue that he goes back into or like they, they kind of find it together and i, I don't know I, I thought he did a pretty good job officer so-and-so officer so-and-so let's smoke uh or dl i guess you both still have your least favorite character to go over um, I'll, just give it to the kid. I'll just I'll just give it to his, his son because his hair is fucking awful. That's <laughs> all. That's all. Like, like, there's no like I said, this, this show's about Allison. It's about Ethan Hawke movie. Sorry, this movie's about Ethan Hawke. It doesn't really 
Yeah. But like it, it has a little bit of development on other characters, but like it's not, it, it's it's by no means important to the story. Like it's all about Ethan Hawke. I just like, I feel same, like the cast isn't that big either, though. Like I'm trying yeah, to think no, of the not. characters in this movie, and there's really not that many people in this movie. I mean, I, I think it's kind of ridiculous um, that Vincent D'Onofrio had an uncredited fucking role in it too. No, and that's what I'm fucking saying. It's like there's such a fucking small cast, and it's like there are uncredited roles in this movie too. It's like scene to scene. It's really only Ellison and to an extent so and so. Yeah. And the kids, obviously. And, then, and the deputy for like two or three scenes. Yeah. Yeah, but I like, agree with you though. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I mean, probably the kid probably my least favorite. Just because like I feel like we just don't really get to know many of them. And it's like his whole like freaking out thing is kind of a red herring, but I mean that's the point of the movie. But I'm hating on him for it because I need something to hate. Yeah, that's fair. I mean uh, with a cast this small, it is very hard to pick out. Uh, yeah, everybody kind of does their role. So it's like yeah. it's hard it's hard to like kind of single anybody out because they're just fucking playing their part to Ellison's fucking doom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess we can move on to so uh, like we have favorite costume for the MCU movies or movies similar uh, for horror movies we're going to introduce favorite kill since this is the first uh, horror like proper horror movie that we're covering. Uh, we're going to include this now. I have easiest, a very easy, strong... easiest decision I'm going to make. All staying cast. Yeah, I have a, I have a very strong feeling that we're we're all going to have the same one, but um, I'm going to give it to the lawnmower kill. That's just Odin. fucking insane. Yeah, that's just fucking crazy. I'm going to pick a different scene just to kill. talk about something else because I could talk about that. That one is so fucking valid, man. Holy smoke! Like that that jump scare alone is one of the best jump scares in horror movies period it's just so chilling like everything about it is just like well all of the fucking snuff films are like that though how they're shot in the fucking the, the, the fucking... Uh, super eight yeah the super yeah. eight cameras so it's like that's it's just inherently creepy but then just like the vibe and everything it's just like that's music, just music, tough, is that music actually on the films or is it just like they just added it on to add a little sound to the that that's that's, that's not on the films. That's that's something that was added like in post, like for us, yeah. not for the cast. Okay, I was just saying because that's just the, fucking the music horrifying. Hits the spot. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Spot. Like more specifically, when they the family barbecue when he sets them all on fire, like that that, that, that like that like humming, like that whatever yeah. that is, that is literally like one of the most chilling scenes in that entire movie. It's literally mm-hmm. just like it's just like the, the backdrop. Like he's just what it's literally just a shot of him walking or the, uh, the whoever the kid was walking around the car. And that's and it. It's still horrifying. It, it literally is fucking enough to give and me fucking goosebumps so, ever, like the first time I've seen it. So for for me, going back to like the Super 8 thing, I think that's what – well, the sequel has plenty of problems as it is because oh, unfortunately God. this did have a sequel. But one of my biggest problems with the sequel is that the, the film wasn't shot on Super 8. It was shot on regular HD camera and then put a filter above it. Like that – No. Hey. Hey, can I guess your biggest problem with the sequel is that so and so is the main the main character? Well, yeah, that too. But <laughs> he's the main fucking character. I only saw parts yeah, of that shit. No, he's, nah, he's the he's leading man, bro. What the fuck? I'm off. Uh, well, that. the biggest problem the biggest problem with that movie There's is no Ethan Hawke. The fucking rules. Well, yeah, that too. Once you know the rules of how it works, it's, it's not like, scary anymore. No, exactly. Like it kind of, and it's like. Then you have to get convoluted with how you make it work by forcing people out of houses and shit like that. It's like, oh my god, it's just not also, the same. DL, you want, DL, you want to hear something uh, even better about the sequel? What? The ghost kids talk. 
Oh yeah, they're, they're like the main part of the story. Like it's from the POV of the kids. It's so stupid. But it's like it's, it should be fucking creepy as fuck if you're watching it from the kids' perspective of it. But it's like it's just cringe. Oh, I I don't want to talk about the sequel anymore. Yeah, I I brought it up just because you know it's a, it's a sequel. Most horror movies have fucking sequels, unfortunately. But yeah, it. But I I don't know, DL. I know you said you you had the same one as me with the lawnmower kill. Smoke. You said you wanted to pick something different. Well, it's just like, I feel like because the lawnmower kill is so obviously, like, the best one. But I feel like you can really take any of, the, like, the moments from the Super 8 films, I feel like. Because it's, like, they're just, like, all creepy in their own different ways. And I feel like that's what's so, like, impressive. Because, like, one, they, they're all just as disturbing as the other. There's not, like, a one that stands out as bad, I feel like. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you see, you see a happy-go-lucky family, and then all of a sudden, two seconds later, they're getting fucking murked. Yeah. I, I think the one I'll probably say, just because I thought it was fucking sickening as fuck is the one when the uh when they're pushing them in the pool then it pans yep. over and you see the ghoul yep. posted up i'm like that's yeah, fucking yeah. creepy as shit that yeah, was no, fucking good that was all practical yeah no, were, i believe uh, it i believe it the actors were actually tied down to to the chairs pulled into pools and the actor playing the ghoul had weighted shoes on and he was standing in the bottom of a pool i believe it, that's it why looks so, like... yeah yeah, it's the little things that you can't fake, like them getting pulled into a pool and their little legs kicking oh so slightly. Like it's, like, it's the little things that you just can't recreate. You can't reproduce that kind of like little human instinct where it's like you have people hanging from the tree and their legs like just human like, reaction to it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like you just can't mimic something like that. It's just, it's just fucking horrifying. Like honestly, it's just so eerie and horrifying where it's like you have like that, like almost like the like the, the cult music, like the like the spiritual, like fucking like the, like the summonings, whatever the fuck was going on. Like kind of like chant going on. And then you just have it's, like them like one by one getting pulled in. And then you're like and it's even more sickening when the, when you consider the fact that it's literally one of the siblings that is doing all that to them. Yeah. Like and they're, and they're like recording. Like that's one of the things I didn't even really like pick up on. Until like the, my couple viewings, like it's probably like my third or fourth viewing, where it's like this is literally the kids recording this right now, watching their family yeah. die right in front of them. Like it's horrible. Well, because it's of whatever Bagul's influence is, which Bagul is a ridiculous name. I'll, I'm gonna say that straight up as it is. I think it's it's just like an old fucking myth type of joint. So it's like they kind of have yeah. to rock with the name. I mean, but Bagul is fucking idiot. No, Mr. no, Boogie. he's he's a fucking maniac. Like he he's one of the creepiest horror movie monsters i guess he technically is one to to to, to exist in my opinion like the no, no mouth, I the agree. White face, like the black eyes like or he pretty just, he doesn't even really have eyes no exactly i feel like he just looks cool and it's like you could hear like the critics like oh he looks kind of cheesy or whatever it's like i feel like bagul isn't meant to be looked at as like a high exposure like headshot type of fucking picture of him it's like he's creepy and he pulls up very fucking scarcely throughout this film but when he does he's fucking creepy as shit yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I definitely agree with you. I feel like, um, I know we had something about the question of the week about it, like, like, like what's some of the best parts about horror movies, and I, we'll, we'll, we'll go, we'll, we'll uh, talk about that later. But like for me, it's like I just enjoy it when you don't, like you said, like th- th- there's not an overexposure of Mister Boogie throughout the movie. Like you yeah. only see him, like o- only when it's like when it's serving to just either freak out Ellison or like he actually is like in there in person. Even like oh, the little yeah. stuff, like him, like him oh, just literally just turning his head. On the monitor, just looking that at him for a second awesome. and looking back. That's what, and that's it. Like, like, the, 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 like, it's not like we see him again at for like, like directly after. Like, it's really just that. It's just, it, it's just there just to like add that extra level of suspense until like, we actually see him in person towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. The only time we really see a good look of him is when he takes 
Ethan's daughter at the last like minute mm. of the film. Yeah. And I think that him just being like a tall, lanky, like it just his his design is really well. Mm-hmm. Really well. I agree. Uh, but I guess we'll move on to make or break moments of the movie. Now, for me, there's not many breaks. Yeah. Personally. Um, make moments, like you said before, Smoke, all any of the, the, the Super 8 films. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Tough. Literally, any, any of those I could pick out as being my favorite of the film just because they're so well shot. Like, like we've just been saying over and over again. It's just... It, it, it helps to add to the suspense of the, and, and the horror aspects of this movie that a lot of horror movies, unfortunately, don't have. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of great scenes. Um, I mean, like, just, just the intro scene, like, literally, like, I think horror movies always have, like, I think their biggest problem is, like, kind of just, like, showing, like, setting the tone for, like, what's to come. I feel like they kind of just, like, they have, like, one big kill and it kind of just, like, all right, that's it. Or like, oh, you get something at the end, or like you have to wait the entire movie just to get a decent kill, or whatever it is. But I feel like it's just them starting with the people literally fucking hanging from the tree, and like it's like literally 15, 20 seconds of them just hanging there, and then you see the sinister title card. Like I feel like that's such a great introduction to this movie. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah any, any any horror movie that starts off with with being like creepy or just like mysterious from like the get-go yeah. definitely helps when it's some, not something like like most recently we watched black phone that didn't really do anything to like set the tone for the movie mm-hmm. like it, it was definitely like a lot one of those movies where like it's just it started in mystery and ended in mystery where like, i feel like this one like it, it it opened all like any door it opened it shut by the end of this movie that's why i don't know why there's a sequel for sinister because i feel like yeah. the, the very the very concept of this movie is that it's a one-off and there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. But I think most movies, there aren't very many horror movies unless there's like, like something like, like I don't even know how to say. It. Like the only time I was, I would think a horror movie would need like anything more than one movie is if either like a very significant plot didn't get tied in, but it can, I mean, didn't get closed out, but it still can be. Because even like there's some horror movies where like, oh, like this one person, we just don't know what happened to them. I mean, like sometimes like that's fine. Like they, leaving a movie in ambiguity is like, there's nothing wrong with that for horror movies. I feel like that's kind of how right. they're set up, where it's like. Most of these horror movies, they kind of have the vibe where, like, there is no such thing as a happy ending. Like, good people don't always win or whatever, however you want to, yeah. like, however you want to phrase it. And I think this movie does just that, where it's like, yeah, like, Ellison is a fucking scumbag. And, like, for, for the most part, he, he's just literally just stuck in his ways until it finally eventually ended, like, led in his entire family being murdered. Like, that's mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. I, 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 I also just can't – I have one, one more thing. I don't mean to cut you off. I still just yeah. cannot fucking believe that he moved into the house. <laughs> Like and then he like and not to steal from the favorite quotes, but like she's like, oh yeah, we're not living. Like oh, we didn't move a couple houses down from it, did we? He's like, no. He's like, no. Nah, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're living. Here. <laughs> he kind of played his wife with that shit. I mean, bro, she kind of walked into it with that question. She didn't realize it, but fucking. I mean, I guess you wouldn't expect to fucking move into the house. I I, I just love. Like, j- just, like, how well it does and setting up how washed he is. Like, how he just, wa- like, how, like, he pulls up on his, um, like, all his VHS tapes or whatever they are. And it's, like, just says Kentucky time. Blood, Kentucky Blood, this, exactly, like, okay, like, whatever it was, like, the 90s or whatever it was. Like, Kentucky Blood interview this, Kentucky Blood interview that. Whereas, like, it's, like, literally his 15 seconds, like his wife said perfectly. It's, like, what if Kentucky Blood was your 15 seconds? And they do such a great job at, like, they do a great job at showing and not telling in this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. not to the point where it's like, all right, like, 
you really have to be like have your eyes glued to the screen to figure this out. No, it, it's a lot more obvious, but it's not obviously a point where it's literally him saying like, oh yeah, like like Kentucky Blow is my only good hit. Like where you have the sheriff like talking about his 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 two books after the fact, how he didn't care for either of them. Like it just they all just like cement together very well. No, yeah. no, agreed. I'm trying to think of any other. I mean, like obviously all the Super 8 films are amazing fucking scenes. Um, yeah, like, I, feel, I feel like just the, like moments. I wouldn't even call it a moment. Just like in general, how dark the movie is. How like we but like yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like a significant portion of that movie is literally just spent in the house. Like he like I feel like Ellison literally never leaves that house the entire time in this movie until he moves, and obviously we know what happens after that. Um, just that that ending scene. Like I, I, oh another yeah. scene I like is when when he sees the um the top of the uh, tapes thing. And then he goes back and watches every one of them and sees like, anytime you can see him, he's fucking there. Like Mr. Boogie posted. Yeah. And that shit is hmm Like the originality just, of the story, I, I cannot overstate how fantastically, like how well done the originality is for the story, especially for a horror movie where I feel like oh, every yeah. horror movie literally has roots in like, t- in, like two movies. Like, like yeah. every horror movie is inspired by every like, horror by, movie by is usually, it's like a thriller or a slasher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. That's why I like. I feel like this movie, like it just like what it does so well. I feel like the best two things is like first of all having the POV of Ellison the entire time. I feel like that lends so well to the story because you never know what the fuck is going on. But mm-hmm. like, yeah. I feel like I really appreciate like especially for a horror movie, you have to have balls to an extent. Like when they're killing kids and fucking everybody. I mean, spoiler alert: when fucking the story ends with everybody dying, like I fuck with that shit. It's like not mm-hmm. enough movies will do that though. No, they they play it too safe. No, exactly. And it's like, it's always the final girl circuit. And it's like, it's the same fucking tired formula over and over. So it's like, when the people that you've been getting to know the whole movie actually die, that shit is fucked. And it's tough. Yeah, when, when, when something breaks the formula, it's, it's it, to me, it's going to at least give it something that's going to make it even a little better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At least something to remember it by. Yeah. And, but I guess we can move to, to favorite quotes. There's a, there's a couple. I mean, not nothing too too big. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but whoever wants to go first on this one, let me look this shit up because I didn't write any down. Because like, it's definitely not a quote heavy movie. I feel like most horror movies yeah. aren't. Yeah. Well, but... so one of the ones is is just his daughter. At I think it's at the end of the movie. So don't worry, daddy. I'll make you famous again. <laughs> no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's shit, so that shit's that shit's tough. Because you know she fucking kills him and records it, and then now he's famous, dead, but he's mm-hmm. famous. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It's kind of like uh, one of my favorite things from like, uh, there's a Criminal Mind episode where he's like, I just want them to know my name. And then, and then he dies. And then now everyone knows his name. <laughs> I forgot about this one. I fucking love the shot on his face where it's like, so ultimately, what feels better? Seeing Justice done or seeing your book, Kentucky Blood, number one on the New York Times bestseller? And immediately he's like, the justice without question. And then the pan to his, <laughs> and then the pan to his like, him watching and then a little smile. He's like, yeah. Like he's so fucking <laughs> proud of himself. Like he's like a textbook yeah, was, narcissist when it comes to that shit. Is that that was a tough quote. That was a good yeah. good shit, me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd rather cut off my hands and write a book for fame or money. Like it's just so, it's just, such a great job of painting him. It's like this fucking. He's like so. Meanwhile, he's so he hollow. Writing a book for fame or money. Exactly. Like he's so hollow. Like he says he'd rather cut off his hands and write a book for fame or money. And then when he's listing off all the things he could do for them, 
quote unquote, all he talks about is what I could do for him and all the things I could mm-hmm. do for him are money. Like, and he's like, Oh, think about what we could do with all this money. Instead of thinking about thinking about what, what we can do with like, I don't know, having time to spend the family together, like having family time. Like, he just doesn't give a fuck. Like it's just all such a, it's all just the guys. So, so something that, that I actually do want to bring up that, so uh, I'm a big fan of the, the dead meat channel on YouTube where he does the kill counts and breakdowns of movies. And he has covered this one. And one of the things that he said in that is, is that, Ethan's character is a realistic version of Jack Torrance, which I'm not opposed to that point of view. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of driven mad by these fucking Super 8 videos. Exactly. And then on top of that, he's kind of just doing everything for him and not his family. Yeah. He's very Mm -hmm. self-serving, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if if either of you have any other uh, quotes. Uh, another good quote was fucking um his wife i think it's tracy when yeah. um when he's talking about like oh like my god uh, do you understand that writing gives my life meaning these books are my legacy and then she's like oh yeah family. he's like yeah you, your legacy are ashley and trevor your kids are your legacy like, that shit's tough but i mean it, it all falls on death deaf ears because like he don't give a fuck <laughs> like I, I think that like it's not even just a quote like i'm more tossing back to the uh, favorite scenes of the movie i just love like, I have to respect how headstrong and how, like, fucking, and it's, like, how, like, committed he is after he sees all this stuff happening. He sees his son literally coming out of a box in the middle of the night screaming. Like, like well, he wasn't just screaming. He was fucking screaming. Like, he was horrified. He's screaming bloody murder. Yeah, but, like, he is literally fucking, so he literally, like, his son is screaming like he just saw, like, literally the scariest thing ever. And he, like, he, it takes him so long to get out. Like, the screaming is so, like, like, the pitch on, like, the way they... The sounds like the way it sounds is just so like it's sinister. Like literally, the the the, the title for this movie does a great job in encapsulating this movie because everything about this movie is fucking sinister. Whether it be Ethan Hawke's obsession for his books, whether it be just Bagul in general, the fact that the kids are the ones that are killing the family, how the families are being killed, like everything about it is just fucking sinister. Like it's just awful, and it's, it's it does a great job with it. But this man sees all these terrible things happening. He he hears like the shit going on in his house. He sees like it's just his family just like like um just degrading like literally everything about his family like his kids his health is getting worse like he just absolutely pays no mind to the fact that his son is drawing people hanging from a fucking tree in school mm-hmm. on, a, on a like he just like sees all that and he's still back to it every night or during the day like he literally just cracks open so he's literally just doing everything for himself he cracks yeah, open like, a cold one and leans back with the robe on <laughs> shit's so <laughs> funny when his wife's like i've never seen you crack into the whiskey this early into a book like that shit got him fucking right. Like he's he's yeah, he like happening. fuck. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's really all I have. And I just want to add a side note that I literally feel cursed just watching the movie, and that's not an easy feat. Like where that's it's true. like you have all these movies about curses and all these movies about like 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 just, just the whole lore of like the fact that they destroyed all the pictures of Bagul because like it's literally fucking pure evil. Like I literally feel like mm-hmm. like I I feel cursed in in my like by myself like just. I have them on your it. TV screen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. Exactly. It's fucking. It's so well done. Like the atmospherics of this movie is fucking a one, and I can't say that enough. But I mean, Absolutely. if we want to go into the yeah, I, I don't really think there's much yeah. It's, I mean, it's I don't. A fucking I horror honestly movie. don't even have a single yeah, yeah. moment. I I just can't really think of one. Honestly, yeah. I feel like nothing pops out. Mm-hmm. The, the, like- the only the only thing that I can like, and it's like stretching is fucking um. Like Vincent D'Onofrio's character is literally just an expedition dump. Like, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. I feel like it would, it's kind of mandatory to an extent, but I mean, like, I, no, yeah, it, no, I don't it disagree. It, it, it absolutely is mandatory, but like, that's I thought about that too. Like, I thought about that too, but then you kind of like, he's like, his, like, his stick is like his position at that college or university or whatever it is, is that he's into mythology and stuff. So, like, you would think that, like, I feel like he just, he's too confident in how he delivers it, where it's like, I'm sure he's never heard of Bagul before. And like he's just started reading because he probably has the resources to find out about him. But mm. I feel like he should just talk more in uncertainty because he's like, I'm going to be honest. I don't really know. I don't know much about him because, I mean, literally, like it, there's so much obscurity with this character where it's like there's like li- li- like he even said there's no pictures of him, basically, because everyone destroys all of them. Like, like he yeah. definitely he definitely was too knowing in the subject where it's like you can be informed on something, but that, that doesn't mean the same thing as being like very well read on it. Where it's like, like you can know like you can know Bagul exists. It's like if you're like a geology major or something, or uh, yeah, and you're just talking about rocks. Like if maybe you know a certain you know of it, but you're not a fucking like an expert 360, 360 degree like knowledge on it. But I feel like he kind of just he's too confident basically. Mm-hmm. But I mean that's not bad though. Like I like you said, like it's not yeah, it's all right. like it, it had to be done something for the fucking for the yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides that, this movie, I mean, a it's it's a supernatural fucking horror movie, so there's not yeah, much exactly. you can really have. But on top of that. It's just, you know, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the best thing, I, I think what always gets me when I'm a sucker for is when they hit like a retrospective at the end of the movie, when it's like, he's looking at the pictures of Bagul and he sees the snake, he sees the scorpion and like, like he doesn't even mention, he doesn't even think about it. Or like when he's sitting on the chair talking to detective so-and-so and he's like, oh, I finally figured out what connected the two. Like kind of just brings everything together. Like all that uncertainty just kind of comes to a front. And he just does yeah. a great job. And he's just like, oh, I found out what connected them all to. Like, they all live, like, the Millers, blah, blah, blah. They lived in this house before they lived in that house, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, he's like, oh, well, like, if this killer's still around, you just moved up his timeline. He's like, fuck. <laughs> time, time to yeah, go back into tough. it. That shit was crazy, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know he, if he finds out a little too late that, that the curse is because they all, you know. Well, he takes a peek mm-hmm. in his coffee cup and sees he just got fucking smoked. That, that's gotta yeah. be the toughest moment of his life. That's literally all of his fucking choices blowing up in his face. Yep. He's like, fuck. And it just says, yeah, good night, daddy. That shit's so tough. So, so, so tough. Yeah, like, I, definitely by far my favorite quote of that movie is fucking, don't worry, daddy, I'll make you famous again. Yeah, that shit's hard. And just the means, of execu- the, the, mean, the means of execution is fucking, it's sinister. Like, it's it like, is. you literally just chopped them in the, in the fucking pieces like they're a fucking steak. It's fucking this, this wild. Movie- like sinister, the name of it alone, it's just it describes, like you said before, mm-hmm. you know, it describes the movie perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they do a great job of like showing what showing, like obviously they don't want this movie to be straight up just like crazy amounts of horror to the point where you're seeing like people's intestines and shit fall out. Yeah. Like it still does it, it does a good enough job where it's like you know what happens next. Like where have you see like the reflection in his glasses of people getting their throats cut? You see like the lawnmower about to hit them. It's like, like. Anyone watching this movie can can take an educated guess on what happens next, but I think just the setup, just seeing it happen, is enough for me, anyways. Yeah, it also uses its time really well. Like it, it is an mm-hmm. under two hour movie, and it is it's an hour and fifty minutes. Yeah, and, it's and fun, it, it it's, uses that time really well. No, it's dummy well done. Like it is like it's crazy how this movie's an hour and fifty minutes, and Thor is ten minutes longer, and Thor probably got and Thor was so far from like the pacing was oh, just God. all over the fucking place. Yeah. But like you have a movie like this where like it's just so meaningful. It's like this is what happens when you take fluff out of movies. Where it's like every scene with Allison, like in the end of the, at the end of the movie, it all kind of like it all kind of adds to like the cohesiveness of the movie. 
Yeah. Shit's tough. But I guess, Shit's tough. I guess we can move on to the thirsty moment. I'm sorry. The thirsty <laughs> moment of the movie. Oh, wow. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Ethan. There, there's, there, there's. I mean, it's a horror yeah. movie. Not many horror movies have, unless there's, unless it's like fucking something like an '80s movie where there's like tits every two seconds. Yeah. Which is calm, but this movie ain't that type of movie. It ain't that type yeah. of fucking joint. Yeah, there's like no nudity in this movie. There's like no sexual content. Like it's literally just straight horror. Like it's just straight gore. Well, like not even that much gore. Honestly, honestly, all I could really ask for. Like that. This is what I watch yeah. a horror movie for. Mm-hmm. It's just Ethan Hawke sitting in a chair watching people get fucking killed, and it hits the spot. Mm-hmm. True. It's it scratches that itch that that I needed to be scratched. Mm-hmm. Like at a surface level, the like the plot synopsis for this movie is so straight line, but yeah. it's, it's like it, does, it literally just goes above and beyond with everything. Looks like so and much changes Hawk. on like yeah, Ethan yeah. Hawke fucking. He sells. He sells, he sells the shit out of this movie on one hundred percent. Ethan. It's like it's like you have some scenes where like we're not even watching what he's seeing. We're just seeing his reaction to it. And you just know how fucking vile and gruesome it is just by the way. Like, like, the, like when the, the one white... kid like when the one kid gets his throat slit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like he literally had to look away. He's like, nah, I'm fucking off that. Like he didn't even yeah. fucking watch that shit. Even the lawnmower one where he fucking almost fell out of his chair when that fucking thing hit her. Mm hmm. Because like, like I said, like, like we've been talking about, the setup is perfect. Like, it's not just like, you don't just, he doesn't just turn on the lawnmower and just walk right into him. Like, there's literally like a solid 10 seconds where he's just on grass. And you're like, all right, what yeah. the fuck is going on? All of a sudden, it's that and it cuts. It's like, it's, like you said, Ethan Hawke fucking shits himself. Ellison. No, but this, this, this movie, fantastic horror. Like I said, it's one of my personal favorite horror movies. It just does such a good job um, making you scared. Mm-hmm. And like it's, it's, it's such a warranted ending because like that man literally got everything he wanted and like his daughter said like, like I said my favorite quote was being like, I'll make you famous he wanted to be famous so bad now he's famous just not in the ways he wanted to be mm-hmm. his family it sucks that his family had to pay the price for it but I mean like that's just the problem like that's just like that, that's kind of the theme of it that's just the theme of it where it's like like it's not just about him like his consequences don't just affect him they affect his entire family his wife was talking about it when talking about the danger he's put his family in the marriage and like it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, like I would say, like, like I would just go beyond saying it's one of my favorite horror movies. It's, it's like one of the most rewatchable horror movies I've ever watched. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll get into that for sure uh, shortly. Mm-hmm. But speaking of this being uh, one of the scariest movies we've ever seen, this week we did ask you guys on Instagram at the Staincast what aspects of horror movies frightened you the most. And we got quite a few responses. Thank you, guys. We appreciate, you know, every time that you respond. Uh, unlike on fucking Pulp Fiction. Um, we, we're still a little butthurt about that. Don't don't think we forgot. No fucking tough. Tough but, um, Hawkeye is fucking shit, by the way, my bro. I don't know if anybody said that shit yet, but Hawkeye is nah. fucking ass. Good we ain't smoke. even the ones doing the strays this time. <laughs> Good nah, luck, so, so Someone has to keep that shit going. Hawkeye mid. Yeah, That's okay, what I'm saying. That shit me. is ass, bro. Holy smokes. Miss me with um, that. So, so, we got quite a few responses. So, like we said, we asked what aspects of horror movies frighten you the most. Uh, DL, if you want to read the first few, I'll, I'll end them off. Is it on the question of the week joint? I just added it to it. Way to play. Tap in. I'm tapping in. All right, so... Uh, so we asked you guys, what aspects of horror movies do you find the most frightening? We have, uh, by Mr. E, a world with no CBT. Damn. That's that true. Is, 
That's true. That is kind of, that is kind of frightening. Um, what uh, Another one we got is Olivia Jones said, scary creatures twisting their bodies and crawling on the ceilings. Yeah, that's definitely a, a cornerstone of fucking horror oh. movies where you just yeah where you just have people just like contorting their body and just doing it, yeah yeah just doing some weird shit just like, overall the, it just adds to the supernatural where, like you're mm-hmm. it's just like it's just so it's like no humans doing that and like it just adds to like the level of like these people are just fucking just like fuck there's not human yeah exactly uh we have sam this is so true let said psychological scares the sixth sense for example ones that kind of mess with your head and I will 100% agree with that. That's probably one of my favorite types of horror movies. Yeah. Any, any, for me personally, like in all seriousness, like, anything that actually like fucks with your mind, yeah. it, it always, always has my first thing. Like I'm not a, like we've said numerous times. I'm not a fan of jump scares every two seconds. I'm not a fan of of like just graphic gory kills like Saw. Like don't get me wrong, those movies still hit every once in a while. But yeah. I need that like mind bending, like you don't know what's gonna happen next type of fuckery. I mean, it increases rewatchability where it's like you watch something the first time, then all of a sudden at the end of it, you get this like this insight that you didn't have beforehand. It's like, oh, let me rewatch this and see if I can notice it now. And and it is. And you obviously get that second that second watch pay, uh, um, pay payoff. Jesus, I can't speak. Mm-hmm. A second watch payoff where it's like a movie like Saw where it's like, all right. Like, obviously, like, you're not really missing anything in that movie. Like, it's a pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Like, he's killing people. People are dying. People like it's gruesome. So maybe if you want to rewatch it for the kills. But. There's not like crazy story or like writing going on behind the scenes that like you're gonna notice on the second watch you didn't notice on the first. Exactly. Hey, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Bentley. Don't be script don't be not fucking. Nah, fish pepper. She's trying to take her room back. Yeah, she gave me tight. All right, uh Isabel said the suspense. I agree. This movie's a great example of it. Mm-hmm. Uh Willie, Mr. William. Said looking at a frame of film with nothing, and then boom, a figure was hidden in the back, all lurky. Yes, that is um. This is another thing example. in this movie that does really well. Yeah, another no, another movie that does that perfectly is um, Hereditary, yes. where the mom's in the back of the room with the kid, and you like you don't even really notice her until she starts moving, and she's just been there. Hereditary the is another shot. one of the most horrifying fucking movies mm-hmm. I've ever watched. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. The fact that horror oh. movies, uh, but Father Quill's, hey, I'll do this one. You can do the rest. And we yeah. have uh, Mr. Donald, who's been on the last couple of Staincasts. He said, the fact that most horror movies are just mid or just plain terrible, that is pretty frightening. I agree. Yeah. Ronald Hayden. But I don't disagree with Ronald Hayden. Yeah, that's true. Uh, continuing from there, um, Mr. Jay Moist, he said realism, which I, I, I will 100% agree with. Anything that you can – any horror movie that you can see yourself like actually – in that situation in like something like the black phone was, was a very realistic horror movie. It wasn't yeah. the best, but it was like very realistic like that. Yeah. That type of horror definitely hits. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you're talking about um, like, with the people, like the people drowning in the pool, like literally just like the little subtle motions of them just fucking drowning. That just like adds it where it's like, it's like, it generally feels like these are real recorded murders. Mm-hmm. Like I would believe like it's, it's just got so much authenticity to it. But as you're saying, uh, Mr. Chet, he said, how they use suspense in movies helps with making me uneasy while I watch it, which again, just goes back to what we've been saying before. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, with, with what Mr. Jacob, the hood said with anticipation. Yep. Like these are all things that just aid to, to making a horror movie scary. Um, I don't, the I'm hood. assuming that I'm assuming Joe misspelled one of the words in here. 
the very long but studio logos. That's what the I'm movie. thinking. The very long studio logos before the movie. I mean, yeah, th- but that's just gonna fucking happen, unfortunately. Studios Joe, like Joe. Joe is a hell. Uh, and then last off, Mr. Mumbrella said, "Mysterious villain slash not knowing why or what happens, um, or what causes certain things to happen." Again, that just goes with the the suspense and the anticipation mm-hmm. aspect of it. Okay, so trash, bro. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys it's for so answering. garbage. Yeah, a lot of great answers. A lot of great answers this week. Yeah, uh, a lot of great I, I like asking the open-ended questions like that. Where, like, there is no right answer. Where it's like it's not something as simple as like, oh, what's your favorite character in this movie? Because I mean, anyone who's watched it is gonna say the same thing. Like, I, I, you'd be hard pressed to find someone who said Tracy or his kids or like Baby Bagul. But like, the problem is like, he's just a figure. Like, he's not a, he's not an, a character. He's just a figure. Yeah. But, but as usual, well, not as usual, but. You know, thank you for answering. Stay tuned for this Saturday, where we're going to post the question of the week for the other guys. Yeah. Make sure you tune in for that. Tap in for sure. Yeah, and, that one's uh, gonna be weak. Time to get into over under critic. Um, so like we've been doing, uh, we we go over Rotten Tomatoes and um. IMDB and see if we agree with the critics as well as read a couple of responses. Um, I'll start Yay. off with Rotten, Tomatoes, with Rotten Tomatoes this time, and they're fucking throwing. What we got, Harry? Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes awesome. has Sinister at a 63% tomato meter and a 61% audience score. Oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And reading, reading some of these responses, um, so the bad one that I'll read for this week is a mixed bag of old school and contemporary horror tricks that occasionally raises a hair prickle of intrigue. Um, and then one of the good ones is it comes together with a gruesome though excellent ending that some will find difficult to shake, which I do agree with. I don't, hey. and there's a lot of bad reviews on here that I'm just just taking a peek at, and I don't understand like when you have something this different like it's not corny like fucking a nightmare on elm street it's not like i just i don't know i just feel like it's disturbing and i guess people don't fuck with that like they just want to be fucking like jump scared and shit but i'm like i don't know i feel like this is the kind of horror that i'm all about no i'd, I'd like psychological horror like this yeah shit that the envelope. Wanna, that's what i fuck with if you want to dive into imdb because i know they have a lot of numbers that we like to to, to hear yeah, so starting off with just the rating. So the average rating is um the arithmetic mean, just the regular the average is a six a six point eight. Oh six point nine. Whatever. So that's a six point eight out of ten, obviously. So same thing with rotten tomatoes. I don't know what the fuck is going on with that. I'm very surprised to see that. But because so for some of the numbers we have I'll just say what demographic liked it the most. Damn, the highest one is – where even is it? The highest one is really 6.9 for men and women, 18 to 29. That's fucking crazy, man. All right. So our age so, range. Yeah, exactly, which I think is absurd. Um, the highest voted rating was a 7, obviously, since I was mean. Um, was a th- So 30% of people gave it a 7, and then it's pretty standard afterwards. We had uh, 20% on 6, 20% on 8. And then there was only 7% of the people. I mean, like, I'm not even, I feel like 10 is kind of like above and beyond. Like, but the fact that only yeah. 8% of people gave this movie a nine is kind of crazy to me. I think the 20% for eight is kind of 
kind of makes sense too. But seven being that 30%, I feel like that should, that's, I feel like that should be given to other places. Like it just seems a little out of place for me, like for a horror movie, especially like, I just think people are, I just don't think people know. I think horror movies are so tailor picked. I think that's what it is. Whereas like horror movies are just so like niche. But like, yeah. like some people, some people just don't want this element in it. Some people don't want gore. Some people don't want like jump scares. People don't want too much suspense. It's like it's just too cut tailored made to everybody. Whereas I mean like that that's my only guess from this because reading some of these reviews, like someone said great horror, really liked it, and only gave it a seven. Like I I I don't I don't know. How to fuck it. I don't know, man. Like I I don't know like what to take away from this because some people that's gave the kind it of food brains we're dealing with. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. a lot, of, like a, like, um, someone gave it a one out of ten. I'm, let me see what he thinks. Jump scares on the order of the day here, rather than creating an atmosphere where it's treated the screeching violins and snakes under boxes. Um, even the scene with Hawk realized that Bagul's in every home movie is ruined thanks to the trailer. Deputy so and so pops up every now and again to provide some sort of comic relief. But it feels like it, um, Acres were just there to inject humor, like Insidious, which doesn't work. Um, Insidious is fucking trash. Huh. See, I, like, this is what I'm talking about when it's so Taylor fit, because I am so on the opposite fence of this. But hey, it's too late, blah, blah, blah. His daughter double-crossed him in one of the most boring plot twists I've ever seen. That was the point of the fucking everything. Literally, the point of everything. Yeah. The entire movie exists to fucking explain that and fucking be that. Yeah, I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try. Let me try to find uh, one of the tens. Turn off your lights. Turn up your volume. Uh, close all your curtains and enjoy that you can't sleep that night. Sinister is a great movie. Take the blanket off when it's scary to put over your eyes. I don't want to tell any. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell anything about this horror movie because anything you tell will spoil the fun i agree mm-hmm. um yeah this is definitely something you should you should watch before what mm-hmm. before uh i said you should not know anything there. about in the story to advance i think to keep the excitement 100 percent. i read some reviews and i have to say it contains too much information however they don't contain spoilers i would suggest to not read them blah blah blah, blah. the acting was great and i really love the horror scenes they're amazing have a great horror night so that, that was just the shortest one because some because some of these are fucking so long people are writing a whole last paragraph more movie reviewers just like to suck the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but another one. Uh, I'll just read this one quick because I think this one does a better job at it. Um, crawls under your skin, sticks with you for many years. The music is chilling. Hawk is great. I'm glad to own it on Blu-ray. To me, quite an original. It keeps you intrigued for more. And I agree. Yeah. But now it's time to move into what we think of the movie. Now I know yep. we said in Pulp Fiction that we're going to switch up how we're doing our rating, which uh, I guess I'll start with a little explanation of that. So we decided to break down the categories of how we rate it. So we have five categories that we're now going to be rating each movie on, um, each of which are going to be out of five, out of four, and then we add them up to give what we think the score of the movie would be out of a total of 20 points. So those categories are going to be story slash writing, which is pretty self-explanatory, you know, make sure... It, a cohesive story with, you know, plot A, B, and B, A, B, and C, you know, plot points that are left undone type of deal. We also have acting, which, again, it's pretty self-explanatory. There's no shit acting, no overacting, no, you know, yeah. none of that. Originality, um, how 
original is this idea? Has it been done before? Is this a remake? Is it something that we've seen just in a different font? That type of deal. Cinematography. How good does the movie look? How well was it shot? Um, is there any scenes that maybe didn't deserve to be in or, or could have looked a little better? And then the last one, which is a, a big one in, for me when I rank movies, is rewatchability. Can I watch this movie again and still be entertained? Or or does it get old after the first or second viewing? Mm-hmm. So those are the categories that we're going to be breaking down now. So we'll start with the first category, that being story. Um, I gave the story a three out of four. Um, it's not perfect. I mean, there's n- nothing is really perfect story-wise for, for that matter. But there are some things that maybe could have been done better. But I think that overall, you know, not knowing what's going on and following Ethan's character through this, figuring out how the ghoul is and how these murders happened. I think it was just, it was done really well. Mm-hmm. I give it a three also. Yeah, I gave it a three uh, too, actually. Yeah. So, to the same points you said, like, uh, I think horror movies are really hard to hit home with story. Cause at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like they're trying to tell a story while you have these horrifying things going on. Like I like most of the time, like it just inevitably happens where the horror takes the front seat and the story takes the back seat. That's just how it is. But I think for what it is, it does a great fucking job because like three is still good. Like three is still a very good rating because obviously it's better than a two, better than a one. But at the end of the day, horror movies kind of just have that. Just that that innate problem with their storytelling. I feel like they're capped to an extent because I honestly don't know what horror movie I'd give a four for story. Like, like you said, I feel like the horror kind of takes the forefront after a while and there's never like a development Mm -hmm. to a deep, deep story. At least nothing comes to mind anyway. Yeah, agree. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. Whoever wants to start acting our second topic. I can do it. Uh, I'll give it a three. The only reason I, the reason I give it a three is. I think what you what you guys are going to find, a little side note, what you guys are going to find, at least from me anyways, from my rating, is that these are still pretty high. Consider- I feel like horror movies do a lot of things very poorly, and I think acting is usually up there for some of the most ridiculous concepts because, like, the acting is just so over it's the just, top. It's just a little – yeah, exactly, because in a lot of these movies, like, whether it be, whether it be um, VF, like, um, effects, like, um, CGI or anything, or whether it's just, like, they're recording in a blue screen, like, it just doesn't have that same level of authenticity where it's, like – these characters, like, they're acting being scared. But I feel like Ethan Hawke in this movie was actually fucking terrified. Because, like, he's watching these videos. He's watching, like, like, obviously he knows they're not real compared to the actual Ellison who, who knows they're real. But I think he still does a great job at it. So I think three for a horror is actually very good. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I also have three. Mm-hmm. I, as do I. I, I. Yeah. I just feel like, and also, I feel like there's not enough characters in this movie. Like, I'm, if you're doing Ethan Hawke alone, then you know, I'd put a four. But I feel like there's just yeah. like not enough characters in this movie that really have a lot to do. Yeah, yeah Ethan alone is is honestly what gives the acting a three. Yeah, definitely. No one, no one else really brings anything groundbreaking or, or, or to the table besides Ethan. Like, he he is the main reason that this movie has all three of its points in this category. Right. Yeah. Smoke, do you want to start originality? Yeah, I got a four. Uh, this is my first four on this joint because I, I just feel like like the story was like very simplistic and like that's why I gave it a three, but the originality of four because I just feel like the concept itself, like 
horror has become like the same kind of rehashing over and over again. I mean, Scream is literally a parody of how horror rehashes itself. It's like, I feel like there aren't enough movies like this that kind of try to step outside the box a little bit. And like, yeah, I mean, you can seem a little wonky to an extent. Like, this guy changes houses and gets killed for it, but it's like, it's just different. I fuck with that. Yeah. I, I also have originality for a four. I mean, the fact that this, so Scott Dickerson was one of the writers on it, but the co-writer, this was, he had a, um, a nightmare about the first film where like about the, the hanging. And that's what started this. Like, that's what, what got this going. And the fact that like, that is, that also just adds to the originality is that someone just thought of this and then they're like, all right, let's make this a movie now. Well, that makes sense. It explains why all the Super 8 films seem so surreal because they're almost like dreamlike. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, also the, the having them filmed on Super 8, like this movie in general is just very original and it doesn't end on a good note. Like honestly, most horror movies end right. on good notes. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I, I forgot to say, I was looking through some of the trivia for Sinister Apparently, one of the stuntmen were uh, one of the coordinators were fired because one of the stuntmen was actually being hung for the tree scene. Jesus, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, that's the fucking fuck? crazy. Jesus. How do you Christ. accidentally hang the stuntman? Oh my god. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But, that's um, brain dead shit. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're jumping in. Yeah, so for originality, I have a four. I agree with you guys all the, for all the reasons. But I don't want to talk in circles here, but I agree. It's for a concept like that. Um, for horror movies, like you said, get stale. Like anything, anything that's even su- like semi new, I feel like this can be just can be considered a four. Just because horror for is horror, just so yeah. fuck, it's just so fucking rehashed. Absolutely. So then I guess, I'll, I guess I'll loop around for cinematography. Mm-hmm. Um, I give cinematography a three. Um, I think that the Super Eight shots were done really well. I think that even some of the shots with Ethan were done really well, but for the most part, it's a pretty much just a cut and dry, just nothing too beautiful, nothing too great to look at, and just besides mm-hmm. the, you know, the Super 8 films. Yeah, so I would give it a 4, I mean, I would, I would give it a 3, but the only reason I'm giving it a 4 is just because, like I said, that music, that music does, yeah. it speaks volumes, it speaks volumes for those videos, like, I feel like if I watched them, like, I think it would still be horrifying on mute, but I think it just adds that another level of it. It's so eerie. Like, like the atmospherics of this movie, like I said previously, without talking in circles around myself, it's just done so fucking well. Like, it's so, it, it's so well done. Like, just like, even the, like, the most, like, obscure shots have purpose. Where it's like, you just have, like, these shots of, like, I don't know, like, if it's just, like, a shot of, like, him being, like, in the kitchen and it's dark. Or, like, him just, like, looking out in the backyard, looking at the tree. Like, it's just, it's just so meaningful. And, I mean, yeah. and the movie's only an hour and 50 minutes long. So, like, they obviously had a lot of shots that they have to cut down on. And I think they did a great job at, like, just removing everything that you didn't need to see. Yeah, I was, I was wondering where we were going to start differentiating. I also had cinematography at a four. And I feel like just strictly off the Super 8 films alone, I gave it a four. Because it's, like, so much of the movie hinges on these being good and creepy. Because most of the scares come from this. So, yeah. it's, like, I, I feel like there was so much, like it had to be good and it had to be creepy yeah. and they all hit the nail on the head so perfectly that I have to give it a four. Like, mm-hmm. even, like if the, you just look at those alone, it's four. And yeah. I thought that I disagree with you, what you're saying, Hag. I just think that I just, I got such a love for it. So I got to say four. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, cause if you think about it, like if these, if those super eight films didn't hit the spot, we literally would not see an end of ki- like killings until the last 10 minutes of the movie. And we didn't even see them. So like, that would be yeah. a super blue. That'd be blue balls to the highest degree. 
and I That's think right. the and like I don't know, yeah, it, it, it's just like the whole crime, the whole like crime solving thing. It's just it, it just does, it, does, it does a great job. We have them like yeah. all the dots together, just just, just to inevitably get called by the, the deputy so and so. Like, why the fuck did you leave? And he's like, I'm out of there. So you just yeah, I'm all sad. Line. Yeah. And then what is the last one? You want to finish up with rewatchability? Yeah. Uh, I'd give it a three just because, and that's honestly not sliding the movie. It's back to what I said before. Where I just like, I don't think much horror movies have a four rewatchability. Like, just the the very nature of being scared means you're unprepared. And if you keep, if you watch a movie enough times, you're just not going to be like, like, I was scared watching it last night. I'm not going to say I wasn't. Like I wasn't like horrified to the first to, to the same degree. Like when I first watched, it, I was genuinely like literally yeah. sc- scared out of my fucking skin with some of the things. I wouldn't even say scared. I feel like scared isn't always the right word for this case. I would just say like just fucking just like mortified. Like, I was yeah, I was I was just so uneasy. Like to the point Man. where it's like where it's like you're kind of just like you're missing plot points because like you're just running it back in your head. And you're just like thinking like you're just like getting lost in thought where it's like oh my god, man, like wow. Like there's so many just wow moments in this movie, and it's done and it's Absolutely. done brilliantly. So yeah, for I me, gave I gave the rewatch. I gave the rewatchability of four. I mean, mm-hmm. I no matter what, I'm still like some of the jump scares in this movie still get me, especially the, the lawnmower mm-hmm. one. Even though I know it's coming, uh, the kills on this are just they're, they're entertaining to watch on top of everything, just because of how realistic and creepy they are. They are. Mm-hmm. And then even on top of that, when you're fucking cooked and you watch this movie, it hits on a whole nother level. Oh yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's why I did. That's why I watched it last night in the dead of night, cooked. Because that shit's fucking yeah. horrifying. Like literally, like there'll be times where I'll just fucking hear rustling in my room. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. It's like, hold up, hold up. Yeah, it's just yeah, like it, it's just shot perfectly. Like, like there's a reason I gave the cinematography a four. Like it is just, it's so fucking good. But uh, I guess that's so, 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 yeah. I I will say I'll preface by saying this for me personally was the hardest one to give a grade. So okay. I I differentiated. I so I put a two. I would really put a two point five if I could, but I'm gonna go with a two because my whole thing is right, is I'm kind of piggyback back up with DL said horror movies to me at least have a capped rewatchability because you know what the scares are, but I feel like this movie suffers from it more than most because once you know what the twist is, it kind of takes away a lot of what's happening. And, like, I feel like at first few watches, it's fucking awesome. But, like, after you've seen it six, seven times, it's, like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's going to lose that, like, appeal after a while. But, like, obviously, everything else still stays true. I just feel like your desire to rewatch it fades the more you do. So, that's that's why I I put a 2.5, but I'm putting 2 because I'm not going to break the rules on the first fucking implementation of this. (laughs) Okay. And I got that. So, so yeah, and I'll I'll restate it not to cut you off, Hag, but, like, I think most horror movies, I would give a one. Honestly, like yeah, even even absolutely. even great horror it. movies, I'd give a one. And like giving us a three is crazy. Like I feel like it's kind of is a little out of pocket of me to give it a three. But like it does have like that scene where like like you said about the jump scares. And I think the super eight films, they just they just really don't miss. Like I feel like that's yeah. the one thing you can keep watching with the music and the humming and the chants on the background, mm-hmm. of course. Where it's just it's just so eerie. Where like you could copy and paste that and put that in any horror movie, and that would immediately just like be like, oh my god, man, like this is fucking, it's just so it, it does a great job of just making it like like the uh, sheriff said at the beginning of it, where it's like you don't explain something like this, even even if you even if you could, you wouldn't want to know the answer to it or something like that. Right. It, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, just it, it's just pure evil. Like that's the best way to say it. it's just pure fucking evil. Yeah, yeah so- I, I completely agree with what you said. 
That's why I was gonna almost do a three, and that's why I was settled on two point five because I was like, mm-hmm. damn. And because yeah, it's definitely it's a tough movie, and like you said, most are a one. It really speaks to the volume of this movie. Yep. But but with that said, uh, after adding up, that puts for sinister for me at a seventeen out of twenty. Same for me, seventeen out of twenty. Yeah, same for me. It's funny how it all worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at that. Uh, yeah, oh, like without beating a dead horse at this point, like it's a, it's a great movie. horror movie, especially if you don't know what's going on, and definitely you know one of the first that I recommend when anybody wants to watch horror. Yeah. Oh, hold on! Before uh, I get actually, deep, actually, before I get deep it. fried for it, I fucking mine actually adds up to sixteen. I'm just slow. I had to run that back real quick. I was like, okay. I the two, so I feel like that would have messed up the one of the other numbers. Yeah, there. no, sorry, because I was like, that doesn't fucking make any sense at all. Like, hold up, now I'm 16. So to your point, Hag, let me preface. So we obviously all watch horror movies a lot. So getting qualifying myself as scared and like just terrified at a movie is not something that happens often. Agreed. So yeah, I, I, can, I, I can, I can see the other side, see the other shoes where it's like, there's a lot of people who. I don't recommend this movie for. I'm gonna be honest. It's fucking terrifying. It's it's if if you if you're not in that mindset where you're okay with just seeing people being mutilated, people being just downright yeah, it's like just people just being. It's it's terrible, right? But if you're looking for a good scare, if you're the kind of person who's like, all right, horror movies aren't scary. It's not real. I challenge you to watch this movie and not get scared. Uh, that, that, that's, that's my friendly no, challenge can, for you. I can agree. Because that's. Ed. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, yeah, just like, do not tread lightly on this movie because it's fucking, it's, it's it a is, good it's one. Fucking, it's horrifying. Yeah. But with that said, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Smoke, mm-hmm. for for joining us this week. Um, stay tuned for Saturday on the Staincast Instagram where we're going to post the question of the week, and make sure you tune in and watch the other guys before Wednesday. So you can be caught up with us. That is available to be watched on Hulu as well as Peacock. <laughs> Peacock um, got the intangibles. They yeah, do. Peacock got Sinister and fucking the other guys. That's tough. Peacock so good. Soon. And of course, as usual, uh, follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube. Check out our merch store. Everything linked in the Instagram bio. Um, and stay tuned for next week. And thank you guys for joining us for Sinister. Peace out. Mm-hmm.